Welcome to episode four of Rotation. I'm Jake Nissy here with my good friend Mason Leap. How are we doing, Mason? I'm doing all right. Happy March Madness. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. I hope, uh, or I hear rather that March Madness has been uh, has been good for you. Uh, yes, it's been lucrative. It's been fun. Uh, it's been a textbook March Madness, right? You got. I mean, aside from the fact no one seeds in the final four. You've had a fair amount of upsets in the opening round. You've had a nice nine seed making a run. You've had a a uh, inspiring three seed in Kansas State. So it's been fun. It's been it has been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed watching some of those lower teams make runs. But enough about that. What have you been listening to recently? I have been on theme with March Madness. It's been future. It's been March Madness. Madness. Get get balling like it's March Madness. Get me in the mood now. Secondarily, secondarily, as I just mentioned, I've been very plugged in on Kansas State. Marquise Noel, the most inspiring guard I have ever seen play college basketball. He rap too? No, he doesn't rap. I'm getting to the hook here. All right. The Kansas Kansas State has uh, absolutely inspired the nation, and, and young point guards like myself. Yeah. Across this country, you're watching him thinking, wow, I could have played college basketball. I couldn't have, but it's been nice to watch him do it. Uh, you so could, with, You could still go to the uh, Christie Street Courts. I go to the Christie Street Courts, I put on a show, I come home, and that's my, my basketball experience for now. Yeah. Uh, all that being said, Kansas State's been bumping low baby in the locker room. They, right. do, they do low down together before every single game, uh, and I've been running that. So that's what I'm listening to. Very what are you nice. listening to? Um, there was this... Hit Boy slash Alchemist song called Slipping Into Darkness. I think Hit Boy produces the first half of it and Alchemist raps over that and the second half of it is reversed mm-hmm. and it's honestly fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been listening to that. Uh, yeah, kind of just replaying some of the other stuff. I've been I've been listening to some pods. There you go. It was, a, it was a slow week as far as my release radar was concerned. Gotcha. Nothing too much to report. Gotcha. Took, yeah. took your eyes off the charts. Fair enough. Um, Mason was a was a basketball manager at USC, for those who don't know. Um, and our guest this week, Nick Rakosovic, uh, was a player there. Him and Mason have a you know relationship from their days there. And uh, we managed to wrangle Nick onto the pod. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Mason, what do we know about him? Yeah, Nick Rakosovic, he's played all over the place since, since leaving USC. He's played in China. He's played in Philippines. He's played for the Serbian national team. We get into all of that, but what I think what will really come through is Nick's just a good guy and yeah. such a fun listen. So he'll tell you everything there is to know about his experiences abroad, what it was like leaving college, um, and sort of the, 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 the music life of a traveling basketball player. Um, so without further ado, Nick Rakosovic. We are here with the one, the only, Nick Rakosovic, former USC basketball player, has done some time in China, in the Philippines as well, is that correct? Yes, sir. All right, so where, where are you now currently, in Chicago? Right now, I'm in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just finished uh, in Philippines, so now like I took a little bit of hiatus, and now uh, I'm going to China probably in a week or so. Mm-hmm. And just signed a deal out there, so uh, this will be- I'll be out there beginning of April probably. And this will be your fourth season abroad? Third season? Fourth season? Uh, third season now, man. I don't even know, man. It's, they're all kind of combining together. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's my third season abroad. So I'll start you off just on the music questions, right? Gotcha. I know you. You've always you been know a, me. You've always been a big music before games guy. You're a music before practice guy. You're music in the locker room. You have a game, call it at 7 p.m. What city do you play in? 
What city do I play in? In China. Hangzhou. All right. You have a game at 7 p.m. Hangzhou time. Okay? Oh, yeah. What yeah. time do the headphones come on when you're in your apartment? Um, so this is like, this is like my routine, right? Mm-hmm. So like the, the headphones come on when you go, when you're getting ready to go to the bus. But way before that, I got a big JBL speaker okay. that is blaring at probably 3 p.m. So I'm getting all type of noise complaints. I'm like, listen, I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do about it. Like I got a game tonight. Like you guys are just going to have to deal you know what I mean? Like, I, I got nothing for you. So they, the, the music's going way before, you know, the headphones even come on. But um, the headphones are going in at um, at bus time, so probably like two hours before game. So 5 o'clock, the, 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 the earphones are in, man. And what are you rocking with? What are you listening to for the most part? And does, uh, it, does it change the closer you get to the game? What's, what's that like? So like I got like I got like a little bit of like a pattern that I'll go, okay. but um, normally it's always future. You know me, I'm a big big future Hendrix guy, um, so it's it's normally always future. But then like if I like have like a good game, like I'll mix it up a little bit and like I'll go like you know like Meek Mill or like Chief Keef, you know somebody that just like gets me going where I just want to run through a wall mm-hmm. essentially. You know what I mean, like. So that's that like it's either like future like some sort of some sort of like trap music, you know what I mean? Future, Lil Dirk, uh, Meek Mill, you know what I mean? I'm not really listening to like Drake or like the weekend before right. I play a game, you know what I mean? That's like my yeah. other bag. But like before I play a game, I'm I'm trying to get amped up, bro. You want you want someone to make you feel like you're him. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just like I'm just a man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I just walk in, and it's just like I got all the China just watching me. Even though you know that's not the case, but like, it could know, be. Just it could make be. It feel like just make it feel like yo, know, like I'm here, I'm him. You know what I mean? Like exactly. it's just so I got I got I just got to get in that bag real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Walk me through that first year in China. Um, honestly, man, that that first year was was uh was brutal for me, you know, because uh, I think it was just the the culture change and, you know, just and everything that goes into it. Like, you know, just people who, um, you know, never have been there before, you know, they say like, Oh, like, you know, it's, it's like America. Like I'll tell you firsthand it's not, you know what I mean? Like if you've never, like, it's just in every, um, in every way possible, it's just the complete opposite of America, the food, the culture, um, the roads, like e- everything is different from everything that you think you know about, you know, how you lived in America, you go out there, like all those rules, all those like norms, like everything is just thrown out. So for me, um, it was, it was like a super shock for me. And like, on top of it, they had a, they had a quarantine there because of COVID. So I had to stay in a hotel room uh, for 14 days and, you know, just do things that like, I was never really like accustomed to before. And like, especially it being my rookie year, my first like year, like going abroad and like living and stuff like that. Like it made it super hard. And um, honestly, uh, I didn't think I was going to get through it, to be honest with you. I think uh, that, that I was going to probably hang it up, you know, two to three months in, like, I was like, I I just can't, I can't do it anymore. Um, You know what I mean? Like I, I I honestly didn't even want to play basketball anymore just because like, it was just so different for me. And um, I credit I credit this these two guys that were on my team, my two Americans, man. Um, shout out to Sylvan Landisberg and Brandon Paul. Brandon Paul is actually from Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. They um, 
they man, they made sure that, you know, my mental was right. Like every day. Um, I remember just having long talks with like both of them and, you know, just them keeping me in like the right state of mind. Cause you know, I, I remember telling uh, Sylvan, I was like, man, like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this anymore, bro. Like I really just like, like I could coach, I could train, like I could get in like so many things that like I could just do in Chicago or do in LA, you know what I mean? And like be comfortable. And, um, and he was like, listen, man, like you're a rookie. He's like, I promise you, like it gets better. Like, you know, just the things that you haven't, you know, learned yet throughout like your playing career, um, you know, it'll come in time. He's like, and you came into like a crazy situation where it's COVID, blah, blah. And he just, he just related so much of his own life. And like, we had so much in common that we, uh, we just kind of like talked it through. And after that day, like little by little, every day just kind of became like better and better. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, a, it's, I was blessed <clears throat> to have a, uh, those two Americans with me and just kind of like talk me through it. Cause like, even though my teammates and my, and my coaches and like my organization, they were all cool as hell. Like they're all like great people. Like they didn't know English. Right. So well, that was, that, like, that so. was the other thing that I was going to ask was, was there anyone from the Chinese side that like, even though you're not speaking the same language, humans can still sort of communicate through empathy and body that, that kind of helped you along that made you feel. No, no, like, <laughs> see, like, like we, there's none of that, bro. Like, honestly, yeah. like, I got a translator out there who, you know, he just, he, he has to like, he basically just has to walk me like everywhere, like walk me through everything at every time. Like, bro, like if I got to order food, like I got to go through my translator. If I got to get like, if I want to go somewhere, I got to go through my translator. If I got to ask my coach a question, I got to go through my translator, my teammates, like anything that I have to do where it requires me to like, to talk to people. Like I have to go through my translator. Like it's, you just, you just can't, communicate you know and and like again like it's crazy to me at first but then like you know like after being there for a while it's like imagine you know somebody born and raised in you know China and then coming to America and then they go to the hotel and then they're like yo why doesn't this person speak Chinese it's like bro like it's just they're they're the culture so different and you know they're not taught English we're not taught Chinese so it's like you know that's that's just a part of me learning so my second year out there, man, it was so much easier. Like I just like dealing with the quarantine and everything, bro. It was so much easier. So um, that first year, though, man, like it was just it was all bad. Like even though I was playing well and like had fun playing basketball, like I was just like, bro, I, like I don't know if I could do this. Just like being away from my family, my friends, missing weddings, missing funerals, missing you know you miss out Christmas, Thanksgiving, like everything, my birthday. So it's just like, man, like you just, you just feel like you're missing out on life. And you're just like, man, like I'm getting paid amazing money. Like it's like, but like at the end of the day, you're just like, is this even worth it? Like, cause I'm not, you know, really living. And again, bro, like it was just conversations that I had with my teammates and other people that were just like, Hey man, like you're doing this for a reason. Like you're doing this for, you know, you love playing basketball. You're like, you make a living out of it. Like blah, blah, blah. So it's like, the 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 pros outweigh the cons and like that's just something that you needed to like to like you know learn about yourself and again like you know you said like me coming from you know USC which was you know we had the best times you know that you know we had together that I had with other people like you know what I mean it was just it was just a crazy experience coming to like oh okay like this is how the work field is now like you're gonna have to make sacrifices like you're not in you know what I mean like normal thing anymore so um, I definitely think it was something easier that, you know, um, 
that I learned, you know, just going out throughout my career. Well, we're glad we we're glad you pulled through. I want to go back to one question, just kind of that I'm thinking about, and then I'll let Jay take it away. Yeah. The translator kind of being your your guide to the Chinese world. I'm talking about, you know, the way that you shit talk. I've heard all of that. The way that you bark at teammates, sometimes coaches. Is that translator taking you like, you fucking idiot, if you're yelling that at someone, is that translator translating that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, yeah, he, he, um, so you, so I'm like a completely different person now. So like, you know, you wouldn't even recognize me. Like, I, I don't, I don't trash talk anymore. Yeah, I, I didn't really mean to like, tarnish your name like that. <laughs> not, I, I, know I don't really, I don't really, it's cool, man. You know, I, this is, this was, this was my, uh, you know, stigma back in the day in college, but uh, I definitely, uh, I definitely like grew up a little bit. So like, I'm not really uh, talking shit as much, but um, I never really like get into it with my coaches or my teammates or, or, or nothing like that. Just because like now I understand it's like, yo, these guys like, you know, they, they employ me. So it's like, you know, like I'm not really and like. To be, and to be fair, you were always respectful. You were never, you were yeah, never. Respect, respect, right. Yeah. It's just sometimes I was a loose cannon. You know what I mean? No, like, you are, you're a little bit That's the Serbian blood in me, bro. Just, you know, it gets boiling. Like, you know, you just, you let <laughs> yeah. it loose sometimes. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, always um, get initial But like, but like, yeah, bro. Like, so for example, like if my coach, like, you know, like said, yo, you're a fucking idiot. Like, what the fuck you doing out there? You're embarrassing me. Like, I would get all of that twice. You know, what I mean? so it's like, once would be in Chinese and then another time would be in English. And like, it's like a delayed reaction to, yeah, it's just like, it's just like, oh shit. Like, I know he's just fucking screaming at me right now. I have no idea what he's well, saying. I, I, look, I look at my translator and I'm just like, damn, like, yeah, it's as bad as I thought. Like, you know, <laughs> so, so I got it twice, but again, bro, like, it hardly, hardly ever happened, man. Like, you know, I was, I was super cool with my team and okay. it was all, it was all love. Yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned kind of, you know, obviously the cultural differences in China and, um, you know, kind of just taking it into the locker room. I mean, you know, you got your own sort of music routine. Is is someone else bumping music in there? Or are you just in your own headphones kind of kind of getting ready yourself? What was, what was that kind of like uh, in that situation? Um, you know what? Everybody's kind of doing their own thing. You know, I think that's a... Uh that's um when you get kind of to to the next level especially playing you know overseas like people just you know love doing their their own thing whether it's like you know stretching or lifting or like everybody every like as a pro like everybody's got like their own routine so like in college and high school like it was kind of like everything was team you know oriented like you know stretching like doing whatever even listening to music like yeah. you know like everybody kind of did it together as a as like a, as a pro like you everybody just kind of had like does their own thing so um i know some of my my chinese teammates they they would honestly put me on some fire chinese music i was gonna like, ask they got, you pick up any chinese music yeah uh, i did you know, I, mean? like, nice. I can't really like i can't really like sing it to you because like you know like <laughs> or, like rap it to you because like i would be lying and say like if i knew the words but like if it came on like i'd be like hey, like i was <laughs> You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, would, I would, I would definitely fake like I know it, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it would be catchy though. Hey. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? like I would just, it would be, but it would be catchy though, and I'd be like, okay, like, you know. So I definitely, um, I definitely, uh, definitely like people who like the music out there and, and stuff like that. Like they're, they're way more into the, um, uh, my Chinese teammates. They're definitely like way more into like the, their own like Chinese music and stuff like that than than American music. Like they'll know like maybe a couple of American songs and like they'll play it around me and like, we'll kind of like joke around about it. But usually like when it's game time, when it's time to lock in, like when it's time yeah. to get serious, like they're there, everybody's kind of doing their own thing. How about the, uh, 
you play with the Serbian U20s, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I played with the Serbian national team. Yeah, what was what was that like? What was that vibe like? I guess man, those were some of the those were some of the funniest people I've ever met in my <laughs> life, man. Like I swear, like I, I I like I have so many videos and just stories and just memories of just you know what I mean? Because like I thought I was crazy, you know what I mean? Like Mason was like, Mason was like man, this dude's crazy, like. Mace, bro, they're they're nothing compared to me. Like they're five times worse. Like it's it's Bad. so funny, but like there was just such like dope people, and it was such a dope experience. Like it was a great experience just going out there and you know just like playing for like my my like um, my home country. You know what I mean? My dad's from there. My mom's from like everybody in my family. Like I'm 100 percent Serbian. Um, so so playing out there was um, was definitely like one of like my most like proudest. Um, experiences like playing basketball like no question about it so um I definitely um definitely want to go out there you know I've been talking with the the national team about coming out there and maybe playing in the Olympics so um so hopefully hopefully that goes hopefully that goes yeah fingers crossed hopefully that goes through you know what I mean so um you know hopefully like the time and everything line up right but um that's that's the next step though that I want to take is, is uh is playing with them in the Olympics did you um did you pick up any Serbian music while you're out there? Oh, you can't do. I I had before. Well, you always loved. There, I know you always loved. I always had Serbian music, but when I was out there, like so, like what I knew before going out there, like they kind of laughed at me. They were like, "Bro, like this is what you're listening to," like because <laughs> like it's like it's like it's like not to be like disrespectful like any old Serbians or anything like that, but it's like old Serbian music. You right, know right. what I mean? Like it's like you know like the dancing like you know folk kind of like music yeah, and like not with the you know music. that like came out like in 85 and shit like that you know what i mean so it's just older like not really like you know like classical music you know what i mean like that's what i was listening to that's what i grew up on you know what i mean so i'm like i'm showing them all these songs and they're just kind of like laughing at me and i'm like bro like i'm like all right bro like what do you guys listen to <laughs> and they're showing me like real serbian rap like serbian rap where i'm like oh my god yeah. like it was just so funny because like i never heard it before until like they showed me and I was like, wow, they really have Serbian rap. And it was kind of fire, bro. Like I was like, like before, before games, I was looking like playing like the Serbian rap. I was yeah. like, yo, this dude's like the little Serbian future. Like, you know what I mean? He's, just, he's talking about bottles and throwing money. I'm like, yo, I kind of like this dude. Like, oh you know God. what I mean? So, um, yeah. but You're yeah, bro. Like, the Serbian Beatles beforehand. But, like, yeah, you know what I mean? I was over <laughs> here listening to listening to like, you know what I mean? The Serbian, I don't, I, yeah, like you said, the Beatles, bro. But like, it was just, it was so different. They, they like made fun of me for it. So, um, but yeah, they, they showed me some stuff, man. And, um, but like, they mostly listened to like Serbian rap though. But like other dudes, like they was to other stuff, but um, man, it was funny, man. I was, I was randomly on the bus and, uh, you know, they did, the, they did this for, uh, obviously like they did this, like, cause I was there and like, I was the, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure this is this is true. Somebody told me this. I don't know. I gotta get a fact check on this. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, somebody told me that I was the first American born to play on the Serbian national team. Wow. So so like they kind of were like they would like mess with me sometimes and like when I would walk on the bus like all you would hear like on the spookers like bad and bougie. <laughs> like I just be like look at these dudes, man. Like you know what I mean? Like they know two words like cuz you know most of them didn't speak English either. They spoke Serbian. So um but now nah, man, that was that was a great experience. I I loved it out there.
when you go into a situation like that, as far as music, are they letting you have any aux control other than them making fun of you with Migos? Like um, you know what? Like they'll uh, they'll they'll give me like you know like a song here or two. You know what I mean? But like they they weren't really uh they weren't really just handing it out like that. You know what I mean? It was one guy who was uh who was like who controlled it, and you know he would kind of play like he 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 was like a real like you know he knew how to control the Hawks. Like they trusted him with the Hawks. Like, you know, he would play like the fan favorites where everybody knew. And then like, he would see me like, ah, like I wouldn't know it like as much. And then he would throw on like, you know, like an American song for like 30 minutes. Like it would always be like a Migos song or a Drake song. And then like, he would like, you know, start playing Serbian music again. So like, they definitely gave, you know, a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I want to go just in, in telling the story of Nick. I want to now, so we did China, we did Serbia. Philippines is the latest stop. What can you tell us about the Philippines? Was that an enjoyable experience? Was that like get me the hell out of here? What do you mean? Man, no, no, no. So so going back to the China thing, like I mean, I'd like again, like China for me was just a, a harder experience because I didn't know really what I was what I was getting myself into. That being said, like now, like I got mad love for China. Like I know it like came off where it was like, yo, I'm never going back here. Like I, I like mad love for China, especially the city that I played in in, in, in Hangzhou. Like I, I love the city. Um, again, like my teammates, like everybody was great. Like just, just a little bit harder just because like of just the, the culture aspects, you know, I don't speak Chinese, they don't speak English. So like, I didn't want to make it seem like, you know, it was just, it was just like a terrible experience for me. It was just hard for me because that was like, kind of like the situation I got thrown in first, you know, for my professional career and living somewhere for seven months, you know? So it was a little bit difficult for me. That being said, the Philippines was the complete opposite. <laughs> everybody there spoke English. Everybody there was just like hella laid back and like, just like, was like, yo, like just, just the complete opposite of what I thought, you know what I mean? Cause I was, um, I, I, I haven't, I, I didn't know anything about Asia. Um, you know, I naturally assumed, you know, oh, it's the Philippines. Like, why would they speak English? You know what I mean? Nobody in China spoke English. Like it's going to be exactly like China, which again, like, didn't bother me because like I was accustomed to it. You know, I had, you know, a couple of years in China. So I was like, you know, it's not really a big deal to me. Um, but as soon as I got there, everybody was speaking English. My coaches were speaking English. You know, I was going in there. I was like, yo, so like, uh, where's my translator at? And they're like, translator, like everybody speaks <laughs> English, bro. Like, what do you need a translator for? I was like, I was like, my bad. Like, you know, I didn't know this. So everybody spoke English. The food is exactly like America, bro. They got Shake Shack out there. They got McDonald's. Yeah. They got Burger King. They got, they had an In-N-Out out there, bro. Like they got everything that you could think of, like Starbucks, like everything that you could think of. Yeah. Um, they put me on some fire Filipino food. Um, you know, China's more like, like, like fish and like seafood, which like, I'm not really a fan of. Filipino food is like all meat and like lamb and like, chicken which is like what i grew up on like serbians love you know what i mean so i'm like it, it got me like super like it was super easy to like to, to get with the culture it's like it literally if you go to manila like i'm telling you right now it's yeah. it's damn near like america like it's yeah. crazy yeah. so it was super easy for me to get um adjusted to it super easy for me to get adjusted playing um you know what i mean it was it was it was so much fun it was different from um china because in china you could have two three even sometimes four imports um you know in in the philippines you could only have one american so i was 
the only guy. So it's like, if I messed up or if I played a bad game, like all the faults kind of like on me. So um, a little bit more, um, you know, not nervous, but kind of just like, like more weight was put on me, but like, I, I ended up um, really enjoying it. And I ended up yeah. like playing really well. And um, it was just a great, great experience overall. How was the, how was the fan culture different between China, the Philippines and what you were used to in college basketball in the U S so the, the fan culture out in the Philippines, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I've never seen anything like yeah. it. Like it's, it's crazy. And I had a couple of friends um, come and actually like visit me when I was out there. Actually, you, you, you might, you know, both mm-hmm. of them, Mason, Tony. Oh, yeah, and yeah. So, so both of them came out there and um, man, like they were, they were in shock. They were like, bro, like, do you get this all the time? No matter where I went, in the Philippines, like it didn't, it, it, if it was Manila, if it was a city outside of Manila, like it, it could have been anywhere in the Philippines. They were like, Nick, please, can we take a picture? Like I would have 30, 35 people like getting around, like in a circle, like waiting a picture at the mall. Like <laughs> the, the people, people stopping their cars on the street when they saw me walking, like take a picture. Like I, I've never, I've never seen anything like it. Like they were like, they were like, bro, like you're like LeBron out here. You know what I mean? It's like, that's, that's how it was. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it was. And even with like the Filipino players and like other, like, like other Americans, like, you know, it was just, they loved basketball out there. Like they just, they, they loved it. So the fan and like, I played on one of the, the biggest teams out there. So our fan base was crazy. You know what I mean? Like anytime, like I would go in my van, like after the game, like I would have like, a hundred people just waiting outside my van with like camera or like all like it, it would take me like an hour just to leave the games because like I would just like sit and take pictures with everybody. So the the culture of that was was like something like I've never even seen. Like it wasn't even like that at USC. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it was just no, that's like, what I said. This sounds like yeah, was, this sounds mm-hmm. like a culture that you've been like completely unexposed to until yeah, on a completely unexposed because like, that's, at like USC, NBA, like that's like NBA level. That's NBA level. level. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's that's NBA level where it's like you know, you go somewhere and they're like, yo, like, I need to pick, like, you know, you're out. Put. So it's just, you're a celebrity out there. So it, that was something to me where it was just like, this is, this is kind of crazy where I, I see, you know, you got mad love, you know, but like outside of like the people who come to the games and stuff, like if I went to, you know, Roscoe's, you know, maybe one person would notice me, but it's not like, you know, unless they were like a huge USC, like college basketball fan, like they're not going to know who I am or it's like in Manila is completely different. In China, um, the fan love wasn't there only because, well, from what I know is because um, there was a bubble. So, like, when I was there, like, there weren't any fans at the games. Um, You know what I mean? Like, it was just completely, like, lockdown mode. So, um, it was – I was was unable to see that, um, unfortunately. But me seeing the clips from the games now because like they're free now like there's like no restrictions like the games do look insane like there's like 15 like 20,000 people it looks like they're at these games so um I'm definitely excited to go see that now and uh you know see how it's like but um definitely definitely not as much as um as the Philippines I would say with uh, just because China's so big man like they got so many people they got so many sports they got they got yeah a lot going on like they just got so many different you know and they're and they have some of the best athletes in the world. Like, obviously, you see, you know, uh, you know, when you, watch, when you watch the Olympics, you know, you, every single sport you see China is just in it for something. You know what I mean? So um, they take they take that shit serious though out there, man. Like they're 
competitive as hell in everything they do. So, mm-hmm. um, so I definitely want to see how it is now that that the lockdown. I wish I could give you guys more about China, but it no, was just kind of like it was yeah, it was just complete lockdown mode. Does that does that sort of attention that you got in the Philippines like wh- where where's the point where that gets? annoying like there's got to be a time where you like you're on a date or something or you're with family and like you're like yeah I need to um you, without you know what maybe maybe it's because I was just so uh so new to it but like to me it was kind of like like man this is unreal like you know what I mean like to me like it never really got like Mason could tell you too like I'm like a super talkative like, I was gonna say he was kind of born for that environment yeah you know what I mean like I was just like I'm like I like handle it like super well, but like it it never, it never really got annoying to me because like these people, like they look at you, like, you know, how they look at real life, you know, like, like they, like, like they idolize you. Like, and like the big thing to say, like out in the Philippines and like Manila is like when they look up to somebody, like they'll, they'll call you idol. So like everybody was just saying like idol to me, like it was like, it was crazy. Like, and I, when I'm saying like, when it's everywhere, like it's everywhere. Like people, like people who worked at my hotel, like grown ass men, like dudes, like, like 10 years older than me, 20 years old, like coming up to me and being like, yo, like you're my idol. Can I have a picture? You can I sign like, like, can you give me like a piece of clothing, my shoe, like shoes, anything. Like to me, it's like, bro, like nobody has ever looked at me like this in my entire career like like nobody you know what I mean it's like to me like I was just like that's like it was just it's like an incredible feeling like that's I, what you I, dream I about, right like when you yeah know, like I didn't know tomorrow. how to describe it like obviously it's like everybody like, like dreams about that like you know having that like in America but it's like bro like when you could when you could touch another country like that and you could like have that reach and have that like where people were like bro like I'm not from here like, I'm not like, you know what I mean? I was there for three, four months. The fact that like these kids and these people were coming up to me and they were like, bro, like, we love you. Like, it just, it, it, it was just, it was, it was so crazy to see that just because like, you know, like I was, I was only there for, you know, a short period of time. You know what I mean? It's like, I look at how like they look at some of these you know, some of like the, my Filipino uh, teammates, bro. And it's like, they, they literally can't go anywhere. You know what I mean? Like they can't, they can't go anywhere. So um, it's just, it's just crazy, man. It's crazy to see, but like, again, like it never got annoying to me just because I was like that this is a, this is just something that you always dream about and just something that like, um, you know, like you're, 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 you're affecting these people's lives, like in a positive manner. Like that's all like, I like, now like that's all like i'm trying to do like i'm just trying to like so you know just like just be positive in the world and just you know like make a a positive um outcome and just you know get give give you know obviously like i'm getting a lot playing you know it's what i love to do it's you know i'm getting paid you know very good money so it's like but now like i'm trying to give back like i'm trying to lead by example that's why i'm trying to you know limit the shit talking and the ejections and all the shit that Mason knows me for, you know what I mean? But, you know, like now it's like, you know, when you're on a scale like that, you know, you kind of want to be like a positive, you know, role model, you know, like an idol, like how they say. So, um, uh, yeah. Before, before the zoom cuts out, I got, I got two more questions for you. uh, Pop into you. Yeah. Switching back to music, whole other gear right now. We asked Jordan this. I thought it was an interesting answer. So I'm curious yours, your favorite NBA rapper or musician, an NBA player that does music. Who do you like? Man, 
Um, this is crazy because the the answer the the I'm, I'm the answer is simple to me, but I'm really just trying to think of like another uh, other people. It's it's Damian Lillard without a it's question. Yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's it's, so it's it's Damian Lillard without a question. I just I don't know the only two the only other people that I know that make music kind of is like Miles Bridges and like Jaron Jackson. I think so. It's like yeah. um, I'm not really like tapped in as much as probably J-Mac is, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, but definitely, definitely Dame. I did hear a Miles Bridges song, though, that was um was kind of fire. I don't know the name of it, but I was just like, okay, like, he, he's just funny. His punchlines are, like, really Yeah, like, yeah, all right. So we'll, yeah. we'll, keep, we'll keep an eye on a rising Miles Bridges. Yeah, 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 yeah. but definitely, definitely Dame Dollar. Yep. Dame yeah. Dollar's a good mm-hmm. and, uh And speaking of NBA, obviously, you know, you play with some great teammates at SE. KPJ is killing it right now for the Rockets. What was yeah. he like to play with, and what did you kind of see? I, I already hear Mason laughing. What? I mean, I know like people love saying this, like man, like uh, I always knew KP was like. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, the first time this man put on a USC practice jersey, and we practice like not a game, like screw the game, like the practice. Yeah. I was like, bro, this kid in three to four years is going to be an all-star and there's there's like it, it wasn't even a doubt in my mind you know what I mean and like it it was it was just so crazy just all the people that I've played with throughout high school against he I've never seen anybody with as much potential as him yeah. I've, ne- I've, ne- I've never seen it in my life like it, the, the the his package that he has is just is just unlike anything that I've ever seen, you know what I mean? Like he's, a, if he could figure things out, you know, and like just put all his pieces together, he's basically a more athletic version of James Harden. If he puts all his pieces together and just stays locked in just on basketball, like he he's, he's a more athletic version of James Harden. His dribble package is out of this world. He could shoot just like it. Like he just needs to put all the pieces together and like that's where his potential is, like a more athletic version of James Hart, which is which is which is crazy to think about. You know what I mean? And I said that the first time that um, I saw him practice, I was like, "This dude is just eating people." You're the man. All right, thanks, All right. Thanks. Peace, bro. Peace. No well, that was our interview with Nick Kosovic. Really loved hearing about his time at SC in China and the Philippines. And I think it'll be really interesting to see what he gets up to next. Right, Mason? Absolutely. And if you want to see all the best parts of that interview and every interview we do for that matter, yes. please tap into us on social. We're on Twitter at pod underscore rotation, on Instagram at rotation pod. You will see all the highlights of every episode, uh, plus some cool graphics we're getting out. Lots to see, lots to tap into with the rotation pod. We will be back very shortly with episode five. Mm-hmm.